0: CHAPTER THREE OF SLAVE PLANET BY LAWRENCE M. Jennifer. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN THE SLEEPING ROOM FOR THE SMALL ONES WAS BY COMPARISON WITH THE GREAT COMMONS ROOM ONLY THE MASTERS INHABITED, A TINY PLACE. IT HAD ONLY THE SMALLEST OF WINDOWS, SO PLACED AS TO ALLOW DAYLIGHT WITHOUT ANY SIGHT OF THE OUTSIDE. THE WINDOWS WERE plastic sheeted SLITS, high up on the metal walls no more the room was at best dim during the day but that hardly mattered during the day the room was empty only at night when the soft artificial lights went on shedding the glow from their wall shielded tubes was the room fit for normal vision there were no decorations of course and no chairs the albers had no use for chairs and decorations were a refinement no master had yet bothered to think of the alberts were hardly taught to appreciate such things in any case that was not what they had come to learn it was not useful the floor of the room was covered with soft leaves striped a glossy brown over the pervasive gray-green of the planet's foliage these served as a soft mat for sleeping and were also the staple food of the alberts these were not disturbed to find their food strewn in such irregular heaps and drifts across the metal floor in their birth sacks, they had lived by ingestion from the floor of the forest and later they had been so fed from the birth huts to which the elders had taken them and where they had been cleaned and served and taught among other matters english what they had been taught was at any rate english of a sort bearing within it the seeds of a more complex tongue and having its roots far back in the pre-space centuries when missionaries had first begun to visit strange lands men had called it pidgin and beche le and a hundred different names in a hundred different variations here the masters called it english the alberts called it words and nothing more now after sunset they filed in thirty or so jeweled green cyclopean alligators at the end of their first day of training waddling clumsily past the doorway and settled with a grateful crouching squat on the leaves that served as bed and food none were bothered by the act of sitting on the leaves for one thing they had no concept of dirt in the second place they were rather remarkably clean they had neither sex organs in any human sense of the word or specific organs of evacuation. Their entire elimination was gaseous. Air ducts in the room would draw off the waste products, and the Alberts never noticed them. They had, in fact, no conception of evacuation as a process, since to them the entire procedure was invisible and impalpable. The last of them filed in, and the masters, two of them, carrying long metal tubes, shut the door. The Alberts were alone the door's clang was followed by other sounds as the lock was thrown the new noises and the strangeness of bare metal walls and artificial light still novel after only a single day's training gave rise to something very like a panic and a confused babble of voices arose from the crowd what is this what place is this it is a training place my name hortat my name hortat what is training There is food here. What place is this? Where are elders? Are masters here? My food. Is this a place for sleeping? Training is to do what a master says. Training. There are no elders. My name Hortat. My place. My food. Where is this? Where is this place? Like the stirring of a child in sleep, the panic lasted only a little while. And gave way to an apathetic peace here and there and albert munched on a leaf holding it up before his wide mouth in the pose of a giant squirrel others sat quietly looking at the walls or the door or the window or at nothing one whose name was cadnan stirred briefly and dropped the leaf he was eating and turned to the albert next to him marvor he said are you trouble marvor seemed slighter than cadnan and his single eye larger but both look very much alike to humans as members of other races and particularly such races as the human in question judges inferior are prone to do i do not know what happens he said in a flat tone i do not know what is this place or what we do this is the place of masters cadnett said we train here and we work here and live here it is the rule of the masters yet i do not know marvor said this training is a hard thing and the work is also hard when it comes cadnan closed his eye for a second to relax but he found he wanted to talk his first day in the world of the masters had been too confusing for him to order it into any sensible structure conversation of whatever kind was a release and might provide more facts. Cadnan was hungry for facts. He opened his eye again. "'It is what the masters say,' he told Marver. "'The masters say we do a thing, and we do it. This is right.' Marver bent toward him. "'Why is it right?' he asked. "'Because the masters say it is right,' Cadnan told him, with the surprised air of a person explaining the obvious the elders too say it before we come to this place he added the final sentence like a totally unnecessary clincher unimportant by comparison with the first reason but adding a little weight of its own and making the whole story even more satisfying marvor however didn't seem satisfied the masters always speak truth he said is this what you tell me it is true cadnan said flatly marvor reflected for a second it may be he said at last he turned away found the leaf and began to munch on it slowly cadnan picked up his own leaf quite automatically and it was several seconds before he realized that marvor had ended the conversation he didn't want it to end talk he told himself dimly was a good thing marvor he said do you question the masters it was a difficult sentence to frame. The idea itself would never have occurred to him without Marver's prodding, and it seemed now no more than the wildest possible flight of fancy. But Marver, churning, did not treat it fancifully at all. I question all, he said soberly. It is good to question all. But the masters, Cadnan said. Marver turned away again without answering. Cadnan stared at his leaf for a time. His mind was troubled, and there were no ready solutions in it. He was not of the temperament to fasten himself to easy solutions. He had, instead, to hammer out his ideas slowly and carefully. Then, when he had reached a conclusion of some kind, he had confidence in it and knew it would last. Marver was just the same. But perhaps there had been something wrong with him from the beginning. Otherwise, Cadnan realized he would never have questioned the masters. None of the Alberts questioned the masters, any more than they questioned their food and the air they breathed. After a time, Marvor spoke again. I am different, he said. I am not like others. Cadnan thought this too obvious to be worth reply, and waited. The elders tell me in the hut I am different, Marver went on. "'When they come to bring food, they tell me this.' Cadnan took a deep breath of the air. It was, of course, scented with the musk of the Alberts, but Cadnan could not recognize it. Like his fellows, he had no sense of smell. "'Different is not good,' he said, perceiving a lesson. "'You find out how different I am.' Marver sat very still. His voice was still flat, but the tone carried something very like a threat. Cadnan, involved in his own thinking, ignored it. "'The masters are big and we are small,' he said slowly. "'The masters know better than we know.' "'That is silliness,' Marvor said instantly. "'I want things. They make me do training. Why can I not do what I want to do?' "'Maybe,' Cadnan said with care, "'it is bad.' Marvor made a hissing sound. Maybe they are bad," he said. Maybe the masters and the elders are bad. Matters had gone so far that even this thought found a tentative lodgment in Cadnan's mind, but almost at once it was rejected as a serious concept. They give us leaves to eat, he said. They keep us here, warm and dry, in this place. How is this bad?" Marver closed his eye and made the hissing sound again. It was equivalent to a laugh of rejection. He turned among the leaves and found enough room to lie down. In a few seconds, he was either asleep or imitating sleep very well. Cadnan looked at him hopefully, and then turned away. A female was watching him from the other side, her eyes wide and unblinking. You ask too many questions, the female said. You speak much? Cadnan blinked his eye at her. "'I want to learn,' he said. "'Is it good to learn?' the female asked. The question made Cadnan uncomfortable, who knew for certain what was good. He knew he would have to think it out for a long time, but the female wanted an answer. "'It is good,' he said casually. The female accepted that with quiet passivity. "'My name is Dara,' she said. "'It is what I am called.' Cadnan said, I am Cadnan. He found himself tired, and Dara apparently saw this and withdrew, leaving him to sleep. But his sleep was troubled, and it seemed a long time before day came and the door opened again to show the masters with their strange metal tubes standing outside in the corridor. End of chapter 3